Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. On today's show we're going to be looking back over the results from the weekend's All-County Football League games. Um, we're also looking ahead to the old folks. Um, the Cavan on the 14s are taking on Tyrone this coming weekend and Mickey Brennan caught up with Jimmy Galligan, um, Pat Shalvey, Kevin Madden and Gabriel Patterson um, ahead of that game. And um, we're going to be... Just saying congratulations, maybe I'll start off the show, um, well, welcoming Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor with Daniel Lucelle, firstly Paul, but I was invited to uh, do MC for Killigary Ladies at the weekend for their underage presentation. You talk about successful years, they had, they won, let me get it right now, the under 12, the under 16 and the under 17 um, competitions in Cavan Ladies last year, Division 1. They also had in the room under 14 All-Ireland winners and Ulster winners, minor uh, Ulster winners, um, Loretto under 19, Loretto under 16, Ulster and All-Ireland winners. It's a hell of a year for a club like that, isn't it? That is absolutely astonishing. That's amazing. Kilgarry are a club that, that seems to be very well organised. Yeah, uh, in in boys and girls uh, underage football, it hasn't just come true for them yet at, at adult level, but it has to because we talked about them last week on the podcast. The amount of players that they're providing to Simpats, what they're doing in ladies or to Loretto. Well, oh, Simpats as well. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. But what they're doing in ladies football there is, is incredible. Yeah, and and so they have a separate committee for ladies. That's part of the overall committee. So it's a one club policy, which is a. Uh, something I think is 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 crucial um, for the success of it, but I, I just couldn't get over the sheer numbers and like underage teams being being uh, looked after by four or five different adults at a time. Like there's there's great volunteers there. Yeah, it seems to be like Kilgarry were very smart in the way they plan things. I I I know that it's a real battleground in in towns now, um, especially towns where there's more than one club, say two three clubs in around a. a the catchment area of a major town. That's yeah. not just in Cavan, that's going on over, all over the country. And the days when players just rock up to your club and sign up are gone. You really have to go out and battle for your players. Yeah. And a really a really interesting thing is that the clubs who maybe got, got going with ladies football were able to get families to come in because parents are bit very busy and they're, they're not going to, say, bring one child out to Club A, five miles out this way, another child out to Club B, and we collect them at different times. If the eldest is a girl, we'll say, she'll go along, she'll play ladies football there, yeah. and her brothers will come along too. And that's a sm- that's a very smart thing. Now, I don't know if that's exactly the case what has happened to Kilgarry, but I know that that's what's happened in some clubs, where they're bringing families along. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant idea, and you get to know a family, the family gets to know you, and it, the whole club club benefits from it. Like the, the rise of ladies football, I think, 
in the la- in general in the last twenty years is one of the most positive things that's happened in, in Gaelic games, mm. and even in maybe Irish society because it was the largest attended sports event for the last two years, the the Ladies All Ireland final in Europe. You know, so definitely there, there it's it's definitely a huge plus. I think it's a very valid point, and maybe that's something we'll we'll dig into again about the clubs that have and have not ladies football, the advantage of it. But um, look, well done to Kiligarius. Very successful year in 2018 and, and best of luck in 2019. Um, we'll start off, I suppose, with the with the, um, with the the results from the All-County Football League. Um, top of the table, Division 1, um, Crushalagh against Castle Rahan. Big game there. Castle Rahan came away with the win 214 to 1 or to 11 points. I think somebody was trying to was saying to me that essentially from the county final teams of last year, did I hear Crusher Law had five, Castle Rahan had seven? Six, uh, six, I was told. Yeah, okay. it's a, yeah. So like <coughs> they were both depleted, both de- depleted, um, extremely under strength between most mostly with county commitments, a lot of them, and a few injuries and things like that. It was actually pretty close for a while. Um. There's five points in it to Castleran, I think, at half time. Ronan Flanagan got a goal for the second week in a row. Um Gee, the Flanagans are on fire for goals. <laughs> <They're scoring laughs> All we need is Fergal now getting one. Now, Ryan Galligan had a very good game for, for Crush Law. Okay. He's been start- he 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 sort of stepped away from football for the last couple of years, but he, but he's always been a very good player and he's come back and he got four points in play and they're all good points, I was told as well. Um and Keen Boylan at centre back played very well for yeah, for prospect. That was his starting debut. So I think they played um Temple Og or some of those big Dublin clubs in a challenge not too long ago and Keen played that day and played well, but that was his first start. So against Castro Ham was his first competitive start and he did very well at centre half back. For for Crushlaw, um or for Castrahan, um Shane O'Reilly played very well again. He has been playing very well. Uh, David Red had a monster second half. Ron Flanagan again. But there was an interesting thing. Talk about some old school full back play. The game was getting pretty tight. Um, Crushlaw were looking to come back and they, they were on the break. And I think it might have been a, a one on one with Ryan Galligan and um, Fergo Flanagan, who was playing full back for, for uh, Casaran. And if he got past him, it was going to be a goal. And Flanagan said, there shall not pass. <laughs> I'm not saying what happened, but Fergal got a straight red card and there was no goal. Right. And I was talking to a, to a, to a crush down man and he said, look, he hit him hard. But he <laughs> says, it's what you want your full back to do. Yeah, this is on. the line and, and you shall not pass it yeah, and that's, that's it. That's the game. It's a tough game too. And uh, I think he gave away a free, but they held on and won the game. So well, uh, you need that in any good team. You need a few, a few tough nuts. Bit, bit of ruthlessness sometimes is 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 very much welcomed. Yeah, so good good win for Castle Rahan. Second game in Division One, Lara taking on uh, Rammer in Stradone. Rammer came away with a three point victory here. I think it was a last minute goal though for Lara to to keep the score looking tighter. One eight to one eleven. Yeah, that's right. Um, didn't hear too much about it. Only that. Simon McCadden got one one again. He he seems to be the standard player for Alamakah Maguire for Rammer so far yeah. this year. So um Rammer taking it along nicely. Obviously the loss of Brian O'Connell won't help. He broke his jaw and then he's he's going to America for the summer as well, along with a couple of others. Probably be back for the end of the group stage or certainly for the quarter finals, but um mm. th- yeah, th- like both depleted both sides I think Shane O'Rourke was due back this week I'm not sure if he played for Lara but I think he was due to play yeah um, Shane O'Rourke Mark Cadden and seemingly that was a hell of a battle 
Right. Seemed like that was a hell of a battle. Uh, in its centre back. And then you had, like, for Rammer, obviously, missing the three county lads, Liam Brady, Jack Brady, and. No, the, um, Connor Bradley and, and Liam Brady played. Now, that was as per the, the, the report that, that I saw. Oh. So maybe, unless there was a mistake and it was James who played, but, but Connor was listed. Um, as playing, so maybe Mickey Graham is feeling that he need give him some game time because he hasn't played much in the league being away, and Liam Brady certainly played. Okay, um, and and so Mickey probably is letting his goalkeepers play because Gary O'Rourke played as well. For well, Black. Gary's not on the senior panel anymore. He he was telling me he he's with the under twenty oh, right, exclusively, okay. so that's why he played. Okay, well um, Liam de- Liam Liam definitely played so and okay. played very well. Made a couple of great saves. Right, interesting. We we might we might come back to that a little bit later on. Um, third game in Division One of the Kiernan Service Station All County Football League, Kings Court against Mullahorn, two thirteen apiece. Um, I was at this one. You'd be surprised to hear. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, Mullahorn got out of the traps real fast. We're leading five points to one and six two, and uh, then let in a bit of a, a an unlucky goal. Um, Barry. Barry Riley will be counting his lucky stars or thanking the, the Lord above him for the gift that was given him because a high ball coming in, William O'Reilly and goals from Ullahorn palmed it away, thinking it was palming into safety, but it hit the full back uh, on the head who had no idea it was going to hit him on the head and just you know just floated into Barry's path half a yard in front of the goal and he just lifted the right hand and, and, and tapped it into the net. It was as easy a goal as you'll ever see. Um, but Kings Court then led. I think they got a they got a second goal. Paul the Gunner got a goal from Mullahorn before half time. Um, thanks to great work by by Ryan O'Reilly and Colm O'Reilly, who had a, an exceptionally good game on Philip Tinley. Um, he was probably man of the match. Colm O'Reilly, a really really quality game from him. But um, the a second goal for Kings Court meant that they led by three at half time. Then second half, Kings Court came out and tagged on two more points, so they were up by five. Mullahorn then started to claw their way back into it and, and had got it back to a two-point game with coming into injury time. Kingscourt went up, got a point, made it a three-point game, um, but there was a lot of delays, a lot of a lot of injury time to be added, and the referee went into the sixth minute um, when Sean McGough put away a penalty after, again, Ryan O'Reilly combined with Colm O'Reilly to uh, Colin O'Reilly was fouled in the square by their brothers there. No, don't even think they're cousins. Um, but the O'Reilly's a common name around yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the Fildies, and I'm not sure what uh, Ryan Ryan would be known as Fildy, but I'm not sure what the, what Colum's, um family name is there. But they were done very very well because the only thing that was saving Mullahorn was a goal there, getting them the points. Um, but the uh, and, and Colm done exceptionally well because he, he caught the ball crowded area and turned the lightning fast and Alan Clark just grabbed him by the hips and brought him to the ground and it was a penalty Sean McGill put it away brilliantly so good good battling performance um, and, and probably Mullerhorn had the lion's share of possession just made some silly mistakes on the ball but I didn't realise how depleted Kingscourt were and possibly are going to be um, Joe Dillon it's cruciate um, disaster Barry Tully obviously in London Shane Gray had a problem with his back I think um, fractured vertebrae and now he's hoping to be back soon but it's the second time it's happened in nine months to him so um, I heard somebody else done a cruise shit as well 
can't think who the second player I heard. Yeah, Noel McIntyre. Noel McIntyre done his mm-hmm. cruise shit. Philip Smith's not they're, bad. Like there's there's some of the leaders in that team. Yeah. The main man like like Shane Gray couple of years ago was the best fullback in Cavan. That's right, player of the year. Yeah, and, and like, rightly so. Like, yeah, and yeah. That, like he's a huge loss there. Barry Tully, ex county senior. Ah, yeah, yeah, excellent ball playing halfback. Dylan like Dylan makes the full forward line take. Yeah, and, he's and it frees up Barry so. Riley to go out the field. Then usually Kingsford are short. On, I see Dara Gomes back in the team. He's been out of it for a while, but Kingsford are short on on a, a scoring forward there. Like Barry Riley is not playing close to goal usually and. They're, they're short. Like when they won the championship, they had gone picking off three or four points a game, and I always thought he'd be a great man to work off Dylan. But they never both got a run in the team really together, and now Joe is out injured. I'll tell you what they have done, and and their full forward line at the weekend was Keen Sheckleton, Barry Riley, and Dara Gunn. And I think I'm right in saying that they got Keen Sheckleton got two points, maybe three. Barry got one, two two frees and Dara Gunn got one two you know so that's good scoring for a full forward oh, it is yeah, well, Dara Gunn's very accurate yeah he's exceptionally <laughs> accurate uh, after that foot and he, he has a little burst of pace yeah. like he's a great man to pick up a break and just snipe it over the bar he's a complete he's a total poacher but um, but I, very watching effective. them last year like, and even I, went, I remember at one point going through the stats and they struggled for scores that was their problem uh, mm. So maybe Shecklin and, and going being back there will help that, but sure they've lost Dylan there, which is which is going to take away a big goal threat. Yeah, yeah, it is. But draw there. Um, in the next game, it was Gowney against Lacken, the, the Southern Gales derby, one twelve to eleven. Gowney finished out um, winners here. Think it was a case of Gowney pretty much once they got the rhythm in the second half. I think it was five points apiece at half time. Gowna then just got a few scores in a row, and then T.J. Fitzpatrick um, was was uh, the goal getter for Gowna. And I think once the goal went in, it was it was always a case of Gowna were going to finish it out. But Paul Letty played very well for Lacken. I think he scored six or seven points out of the uh, out of the eleven. So yeah, quite a few frees, but still a good good performance by him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going going around with Lacken there at the moment. It's just I suppose. Lacking are dependent very much on maybe four p- big men are in the middle of the p- pitch and when any of those get injured it's always going to be a struggle um, I see they brought a take speaking of big men we called it a couple of weeks ago Trevor, Trevor's back in the mix too come um, on at midfield yeah look at that where else would you put him yeah he'd come on and he'd, and I can guarantee he'd, come on, he'd still make an impact because he's very fit yeah um, and yeah. He's, probably, he's probably got a good appetite for it now because he hasn't played in about five years that's it that's it like it's uh, in actual fact, if, if if Trevor had kept on going, but it was a bad shoulder injury he got, um, it probably would, could have been the missing link there for them because they were very close. Like they were very close to a county final, losing by a point after a replay to Casaran in a quarter final stands out, and losing a replay last year in the quarter final to Lavi. They've, mm. they've been very close um, without just getting there. Without getting there, yeah, it's it's true. All right, and and of. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see when the four lads come back from county and, and from injury you know can it just all click together or has the has the damage of maybe you know disappointing defeats has it had an effect on the other the remainder of the panel so David Wilson is back there like again last year yeah. just the panel just wasn't deep enough last year they lost Wilson and that was th- that was a terrible blow because mm. he was the one man they couldn't afford to lose because they had cover in other positions and it left them as well short of pace um, 
they just didn't have enough pace about them to to make every everything every score they got had to be sort of chiseled out of granite. Mm. Um, apart apart from when those those big men in the middle were rampaging through, but everything else scores weren't flowing for them because they just didn't have that bit of pace. So, and even some of the players they brought through, good young players, but there wouldn't be the absolute speed freaks that you, that sometimes you need. Yeah, well, it's uh, Gauna have pace and. Yeah, I was just going to say it's another win for Gauna and and coming without county players now. I'm just trying to think. It's just Key and Madden and uh, Oshin Pearson is all they'd be missing. Um, oh, and Conor Brady, sure. Conor, so, Conor Madden, you mean? Conor, um, yeah, because Key was Conor playing. Madden, yeah. Sorry, Key and Keane's with the under twenty. Yeah, Conor Madden, Conor Brady. Yeah, yeah, they're missing those. Sure, I tell you what, the, what they have. They've enough. They're, obviously, they're steely. They're, they're Gauna and they they have that. They have a lot of very good ball players on the team. Yeah, like right from the back line. Obviously, McKeever um, play, can play ball with anyone. And they, but the likes of Robbie Fitzpatrick there, like he plays in the middle of the field, and that's purely based on skill because he's not a big man, but his use of the ball is fantastic. Like he played corner forward as a county minor, and I always would have thought that was his position. I was surprised to see him relocated out there, yeah. but he delivers great ball in there, and he gets up and down the pitch. And he, they, they had a, a lad who, I, I believe, played County Minor as well, is Connor Brady's older brother, Aaron, um, yeah. and he played a full forward, scored three points from open play, and apparently was very good. Yeah, I think he I think he got a, did a cruise or something. That's before. right, that's right. Yeah, at at the player. age of 18 or 19, and, and didn't seem to find the form again, but by all accounts from Sunday, he was he would probably gown his best forward. So mm, that's um, that's that's one to watch because what Gowna what Gowna don't lack is scoring forwards. They've any amount of them at the minute. Yeah, they have. Yeah, you know. So it's it's probably David Phillips. Um, I see slotted in at centre back. Um, I think that was to Paul Letty was wearing eleven for lacking, so maybe it was just to try to mark him out. But um, like a ruthlessly tight man marker. So they have that balance of of flair and maybe steel that that can be the winning combination. Time will tell for for Gauna. Um Balanya taking on Killigarry. Balanya winning two thirteen to ten points. You know. The story of what Adrian Maguire is doing in Balanya, in fairness, deserves a huge amount of credit. Undefeated so far this Sorry. Were they defeated once? No, they're undefeated. No, they are undefeated, yeah. Still undefeated. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Now, three draws in it, but to, to be playing at the top table and you an intermediate team and holding your own with the very best and then just, just winning the games that you're expected to win too. Like, they would have been expected to beat Caligari on current form. Yeah, well... They probably were better than, better than the, than the, um, or worse than the sum of their parts last year. Like, yeah, better than we were giving them credit for. That's the words I was looking for. Like, to be fair, I I do remember kind of tipping them as an outside bet to get a big run in the championship the last couple of years. Um, I always I always thought they were a very hard team to beat and and had that just had that bit of bit of know how about them, but they just kind of went off the boil the last couple of years. Whatever happened, but they've brought you an awful lot of young lads. That's the thing that's that's yeah. probably. It's probably slipped slipped under the radar there. Like, and there's talk that maybe they might have Niall McDermott back come championship. I don't know how true that is. Hearing like, strong, strong rumours of it. Yeah, That's like he, his presence and his free taking ability and and the, the leadership he gives to that forward line. Like, I would that would make them a red hot favourite. You'd have to imagine to win an intermediate. You'd have to agree. Killigarry on the other side. Sorry, well on Balanya, apparently back to top form is Butsy Carroll. 
Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard great reports now. He had an excellent game against Mullahorn, um, but every every time I talk to somebody at Ballinay Games after, he's he's been outstanding for them. And when you talk about old school fullbacks, he's the epitome of it, isn't he? He he he's physically strong. He's quick enough too that he can compete with lads. So. That's that's a yeah. solid foundation. Yeah, that's it. No, he's a no nonsense defender. Like, yeah. yeah, Tom Moore at full forward. I believe scored one two again, a handful, and and they're they're mixing that ball up rightly. Sometimes they throw it in as a high ball, and sometimes it's a running ball in towards Shane Finnegan or 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 David Finnegan or some of the lads that are accompanying him in there. But yeah, um, Kevin Kevin the Bun had a great game as well. Apparently so as well. I yeah, heard that. Yeah. It's like, so they're getting all these players back now. Now they're they're Piero. There was a mix-up with the PRO. I think he, he brought the wrong phone battery or something, he told me. So we got no, twi- no tweets. I tell you what, very the, the audience are going to be very, very frustrated with that. You know, and there is a big audience. that I was at that presentation on Sunday night and, and two different people were talking about the Balanya PRO's tweets of... Um, his tweet last week of, if you'd like to watch po- poor footballers followed by... Or sorry... Average footballers followed by poor footballers. It's a double header this weekend with <laughs> Kilcarry and Balanya. <laughs> like he must get on so well with the lads because they don't take anything serious <laughs> with him. But I thought it was just another brilliant, brilliant line by him. I don't know where he comes out with it. On the Kilcarry side, though, you talk about depleted, and I know you know it. It feels like it's a tailspin with them. But when you look through the team, they're they're so so depleted between Dara Kennedy. Um, well, I think Daryl McKenna was back this week, but Matty McKenna is still out. Uh, Connor Smith is obviously still out. Um, Martin Riley was missing. There's, I, th- I think there could be. Somebody said to me, twelve players missing for Killigarry. You know, you can't do without that personnel yeah. and expect to be competitive. Yeah, that's just it. It's just that's just simply what's going on in Killigarry. Yeah. There, it's just missing too many players. The one star that they have, or the the lime lighter. Uh, or maybe leading light that they have is Ushin Brady. A lot of talk about how well he's playing for Killigarry in a team that's not playing well, which is a, a sign of a real quality player. Absolutely, yeah. I haven't seen him now, but um, I haven't been able to see that goal that was going on Twitter. It must have got deleted, but I can't believe they deleted that. If Killigarry Piero is listening, put it up, put it back up because that's that's one for the archives. Know, what's happened to me? Even? I just, just want to see it. <laughs> exactly. He promises he won't share it. Um, the final game. Speaking of of uh, your predictions, the final game could Hill. Beat Calvin Gales two ten to twelve one twelve. Do you still think that they're down to the relegation end? No. Well, <laughs> well. To be fair, they are eight out of twelve. But what's wrong with what's wrong with making a prediction that no, a team so is well, no, You're not allowed because then I'll be blamed for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, if, if you make a prediction, it doesn't mean you hate them. No, <laughs> it's it is quite funny. It's, it, you didn't you didn't make an assessment on their character as being you know it, belonging in jail of any sort. It was just no. just a prediction. I, but I, yeah, know, I, I had know several several of the Good Hill team like and they're they're very good lads. And I I <coughs> say one thing for them: they're masters of the unexpected. When, when you write Good Hill off, that's yeah. that's when they'll come up with a big result. And like they're after coming up with a couple of cracking results there. And that was a great win. There was an understrength Calvin Gales team. Um, did you get the team? Yeah, I did. So there was a wedding, and then obviously county players missing as well. I'll run through the Calvin Gales team um, quickly. I run through the subs as well. I think that this is this is the big one for for the Monaghan listeners. Kieran Flynn was in goals. The full back line was Shane Fortune, Evan Fortune, and Sean Fitzsimons. Half back line was Michael Veal, Sean Higgins, and Daniel Graham. 
middle of the field, Levi Murphy and Luke Malloy. Half hour line, Park Sexton, Andy Graham, Declan Meehan. Full forward line, Mickey Ling, Vinnie Coyle, Keenan Donahue. The subs who come on was Paul O'Connor, Leon Smith, Alan Kelly, and Shani Johnston. Shani Johnston, and he come got on. two points. And he got two points. I, I, we, we've we've been hearing the rumours that maybe he was going to be back in around the panel, and maybe it's you know get him a bit of game time there. It could be a slow burner, but don't be surprised. But you could see him against Monaghan yet. Like it's uh, it's it's the type of thing that that maybe it it, it feels like it could be written. You know. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be one bit surprised, but but he'll feature at some stage. Um, yeah, there is there is that. There's the possibility. There's the possibility. Look, you you said to me, Damien, that that those four forty-year-olds playing in defence for Goodhill, they're looking at the. That is what I was told. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're all in defence, but and correct me if I'm wrong. Barry McGahan and yeah. Alan Corn are certainly forty. Yeah, Damien Sherlock. Yeah, I believe so. Is is Kieran Fox the other? Yeah. Kieran is forward. Well, he he lined out corner forward. Oh, he lined out corner forward. Yeah. Okay. Now Mark Mullen. What age is Mark Mullen? I know he's not forward. No, but, but he'd be thirty, mid thirties. Mid thirties, I'd say. Yeah. Mark Mullen scored seven points, four frees, and and your boyfriend scored one one. I'm telling you, this boy, <laughs> this boy is growing. He's growing and growing and growing. And and I, and I told you what the Lacking lads were raving about him that he was fantastic. Yeah. He, he's got a lot of goals, like and. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him playing now. So we'll run through the Goodhill team quickly. Ryan Carroll, Keelan Smith, Barry McGahan, Alan Corn, Damien Sherlock, John Carney, Owen Roach, Dermy Connolly and Jeremy Carney. Jeremy Carney, Calvin Horler, um, and recently won an All-Ireland College's Horland medal. Yeah. Um, and he came up with the goal in the last minute to win it. Um, Killian McGahan, Enda Hessen, who didn't score, Keevan Carney, Mark Mullen, Shane Sexton, Kieran Fox, and Keevan McDonald. And the Hessen didn't score. No, he didn't score. Geez, the Twitter feed that I seen had him scoring, had him scoring four or five points. No, he didn't. He didn't score um, according to the report. I got okay, from right. Kevin Carney. Um, <coughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it, what we should say about that game, I suppose, Gales were were cruising. The Gales were absolutely cruising. They were six nil up inside nineteen minutes. They were. Uh, can't see just looking at it here. I just can't see what they were up at halftime. But I think they were ten points up at halftime. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something around that. Yeah, like at ha- against Killigary the week before, they were f- the Gales were fourteen nil up at halftime. I didn't yeah. realize that, but uh, yeah, there were there were something like ten points up here. But could Hill came back and thirty nine seconds into the second half, Sexton got the goal and that just got, got them going and they kind of dominated the second half and then in the last minute of it. Um, uh, up came up came Jeremy Carney with the goal. So good result for Cudhill. Yeah, and last-minute goals. That's the second time they've won games this year with last-minute goals. They beat Mullahorn from behind with last-minute goals. So they're they're definitely showing the right type of spirit anyway. Yeah. Um, so well done to Coot Hill. Um, so that means that the table in Division 1 sees uh, Castle Rahan now on top spot, joined by Rammer. They have eight points from their five games. And down at the bottom end of the table, Lacken have one point, and you have three teams on two points: Killigarry, Mullahorn, and Lara United. So there's um, there's still an awful lot to play for. We might next week do a, a midway preview or a midway review of the of the leagues. We know the potential of Cavan boys and girls, men and women, and we value how the GAA unites our tribe. We don't run from where we're from. This is our home. We are Calvin. We believe.
Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Cavan, but for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Cavan GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winindublin15.ie to learn more. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-433-0111. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, but we'll move on to the Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 2. Uh, the results here, local derby, Cuhullins beat Killing Care 110 to 9 points. Um, I believe Killing Care had a player sent off, lost Louis Fay Cooper to a black card early on, and Cuhullins were just a little bit hungrier and a little bit better in front of goal from what I was told. Didn't hear anything about that game now, but an important result for, for Cuhullins. Um which moves them up to eighth in the table. Yeah. On the one one point ahead of Killing Care. So that was a four pointer. They needed they needed that all right. Bally Hayes travelled down to Swanland Bar and came away with a comfortable victory. Three fourteen to one seven. Um Bally Hayes whole half back line all scored in this. I think uh David Brady got two points, Egon Waters got a goal and Aaron Watson got a point. So um, that's that's fine scoring from the half-back line. Interesting David Brady at centre-half-back. It's an interesting call. It is an interesting call. Yeah, it could be a good spot for him. Looking forward to seeing that. I know Park Moore got five points there as well. So yeah, was playing very well. Stephen Swan Bar, Damien, we have to go through the notes for the next podcast. We've been talking about it and talking about it. How many goals they've let in. I'm going to make a prediction without looking at it, but I remember last year talking it up. Off the top of my head, I'm going to guess the Swad have conceded about 65 goals since the start of last season. Since the beginning of 2018? Yeah. That's in in roughly 14 and, and we we'll say 5, 19... 24 matches. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, they, I'm going to say they've conceded 65 goals, but we, we'll have that enough. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the notes. La- last year was incredible, and it's going on again this year. Um, I think yeah. they, they've let in something like 11 in four games this year. Chris Coran got the goal for Swanland Bar. Um, Rory Coran was playing midfield with him. Um, like, there's no team as I wouldn't say dependent, but there's no team that there's such a variation in their performances when one man is playing. That's Grove McCarran. Like yeah. he, they had a good win last week against Corn Finn, I think it was, and Grove got ten points, but he wasn't playing this week, and and, and they lost. So um, yeah, makes makes a massive difference for for Ballyhays. Owen Clark operating at full back. Um, and apparently doing very well there and Gary O'Rourke back in goals played played exceptionally well too I think pulled off a couple of very good saves um, so good re- result for Bally Hayes team that, that you believe are good enough for senior so they're they're definitely backing you up um, with that one Baileyborough were taking on Drumlane 
and uh, up in Baileyborough and came away with a three point victory one goal and 14 plays one goal and 11 I didn't hear anything about this game yeah I heard a few just heard a few bits and pieces Jermaine you would they're a little bit up and down this season um, like good performance this week a poor performance the next week Baileyborough I, I feel Baileyborough have been building for the last couple of years like they're not that far off it. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit finishing. off it. Yeah, like last year they were in they were in the the quarter final loss and a replay to Lara. Like had the beating of Lara That's possibly right. that even. Yeah, like they've just not too far off off the off the mark. Like they're they're a good spread of scores again. Luke Gibson's got five points. Reece Clark got three points. Um, Alan Mara got a point. Um, Ryan Conley wasn't playing for for Jermaine, so I suppose that would have weakened them, but. Uh, no, it's, that was a good result for Belleborough. It was indeed, yeah. We look at the table at the end of it. Bill Torbett needed a good result and got it against Lavi, 3-9 to 7 points. Um, I suppose we we knew Lavi, when county players go, they're going to be weakened. Um, but still, Bill Torbett, Bill Torbett had to fight for that one. Yeah, a great result for Bill Torbett. Again, Colin McGinley won 3 at full forward. Wow, yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent athlete. And... Um, uh, Enda Henry again I think he got one too but I'm pretty sure that's his fourth penalty of the league no way yeah, yeah so um, very good striker of the ball yeah yeah and it's funny actually because Bill Torbett have a habit of scoring a particular type of goal where it you know you're you support the man who's about to score the goal and and he and he plays it across the goal to an empty net and, and they palm it in and it works brilliantly for them but the result of it can be that maybe because you're in, you have two players in that penalty area, that a foul is more more prevalent. So it's interesting the four penalties in in five games. That's that's um, that's good working by Bill Torbett. Yeah, you have to work yeah. yourself into penalty situations. Yeah, so. they needed that win, so that's t- that's two wins from four for them. Yeah, then taking on Arva, a massive scoring game here, four eleven. To Den three eleven to Arva, um, good to see Arva getting their scoring back up after last week's disappointment. But then, then starting to make good tracks. Yeah, that was all. It was all about Thomas Edward Donahue. He got three five. All right, great to see him back. Yeah, fantastic scoring from him again. Then we were talking about the junior championship uh, off air the other evening. The junior championship is going to be going to be fantastic this year because yeah. not Bride are on the march as well. Then have a, have a hell of a forward line there. Um, and lots of youth and vigor, and like Mossy Core came on for them. Then are going to be going to be really strong this year as well. And then you've got Shannon Gales on the march. You've got Killen Kerr still in it. Yeah, you know, there's there's um, that junior championship is going to be fantastic this year. It definitely is. Um, well done to Den Knockbride, the aforementioned beat Butler's Bridge three seven to two seven. Um, Knockbride again on the march. A good young team under the the tutelage of of Larry Riley. Making great strides. Um, the talking point from this one, I, I I was chatting to a few people from Butler's Bridge and they were kind of saying, and it's interesting, I didn't know that Connor Bradley had played, but they were saying, Quivine is back now, he's in full training, he needed a game, why not let him play? Why shouldn't he be let play? And he, he wasn't. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the reasoning is there. Maybe there's something... Well, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the county are saying that... that 
they're doing enough in house that that'll get him right. I'm sure yeah. there's a science behind it, but yeah. But the bridge, the bridge would like to have him. Fergal Flanagan, yeah, he was he outstanding. Went, yeah, he did very well by all accounts. He was dominating midfield at one point. Yeah, um, yeah, but not not bright, not bright. Very impressive, not bright. Mm. It was a last minute goal. There wasn't much in it there, but the, it was a last minute goal. Um, I think it was Kieran Smith that got it. That's right. Um, and 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 of. Look, they've built from the ground up with with this team. Like this is an underage team. Pride, I, I saw Not Pride in Breffney about four or five years ago, and they lost by thirty points to Shannon Gales um, in a junior championship match. And they really that was the day that they bottomed out. I think. Yeah. And they've been they've been climbing and climbing ever since. Um, and they're going to win. It. We said it. We've been saying it the last couple of years. They're going to win the junior championship, but it's a matter of when they're going to win it. Mm. Sooner the better. For the, them, when they win it, the, the will decide how far this team can go because the sooner they can get out of junior and start climbing the ranks the better or if they get stuck in junior for three, four years they'll always be junior well they might get out of it but, the, but they'll the, always the, be a junior team they'll never they'll never progress on into being competitive at senior level yeah correct and yeah. that's the important part for these lads is that there is no next year you know it, 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 it's all, whether, whether they're winning or not this year it's got to be this year each time because you know three years down the line four years down the line if they win a junior I don't know if then they'll progress to maybe senior, whereas although they are they are very young, but but yeah, it's probably it's probably unfortunate for them for a team with their pedigree at underage level that the junior is so hard won now. Yeah, like yeah. The, the junior is going to be this year, as I'm saying, the junior is going to be extremely hard won from quarterfinals on. It's going there's going to be nothing easy in the junior. Definitely. Um, final game in the Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 2 was Cornerfane taking on Shercock and the Reds won three goals in 10 to one goal in seven. I didn't hear anything about this one, Paul. Um, yeah, Cornerfane were, Corner were the better team throughout. They, they put up a big... A big um, they put up a very good first-half performance and then Shercock came out to start the second half and scored... scored about one four without reply, I think. All right. Um, which really put the cat among the pigeons. Um, but I think Corner Fane had the usual the usual scores. James McGarren got two goals for them, including the late goal, which was probably probably the winner of it. Um, Barry Doyle c- contributed with with I think about five points. Um, for, for, for Shercock, Ryan Clerken got three points. The goalkeeper Aaron Smith came up and got a forty-five. Um, Jack Trainer got one three as well uh, for for, for uh, corner fame. But good player. A topsy torvy game was was how it was described in the headline in the South. And right. I think that sums it up. So three ten to one seven. Very good. So the table in the Romer Energy All County Football League sees Ballyhays on top. Four games played uh, with seven points. Then you have Knockbride and Cornerfane on. Six points with five games played, um, as is Lavi and Bailiborough. And uh, Shercock have six points with four games played. So Shercock can jump ahead of the four teams, Knockbride, Cornerfane, Lavi and Bailiborough, if they win their game in hand. But interestingly enough, and, and it's then who could join, sorry, could actually overtake um the top spot they have three games played and five points so they win the two games in hand they go to nine which puts them out in front they're the only team in the division bar Bally Hayes that are undefeated um, so it, that division two table is so tight because then in seventh position can still take top spot yeah. whereas at the bottom end Arva still without a point then you have Swanland Bar 
with two points and Drumlane with three, followed by four, the remaining four clubs, Butler's Bridge, Beltorbet and Killing Care all with four points. So that's a very, very competitive division. It absolutely is, yeah. Moving on to the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Limited All-County Football League Division 3. Kilishandra with probably the biggest victory I've ever seen at adult level. 10-28 to 1-6 against Mahara. Um, 48 points. I say that. Um, yeah, <coughs> half time they, were, they had seven goals scored. Um, you know, 10-28 in a 60-minute game is an incredible scoring. Now, I'd say it was one of those days where Kilishander were, were on form and probably everything went wrong for Mahara. Um, like there was a couple of hat-tricks got. I think Keane Sweeney got 3-3, three, three, I think, and I think it was Aaron Brady got another hat-trick. He got something like 3-3 three, three or 3-4 three, right. as well. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what you can say, but I've been insulting to Mahara. Like, we... we <sighs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't all, want, I don't we all kind of wish them. Like. We wish them, wish them well, but they're not at that level. That's I, I, I think that that's the the fairest point. There, well, the point was made to me. That obviously, there's a fierce rivalry there with with Rammer and and Mahra. Rammer were looking to get into the the junior championship with their second team, and it was vetoed. Mm. And um, the point was made to me: are they not as entitled to be in it as Mahra? Who are losing games by forty odd points here, and probably that wouldn't go down very well in Mahara because they wouldn't. Yeah, they're 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 noisy neighbours to each other. But I I don't know. Like they, they seem to be doing good stuff at underage with the Blackwater amalgamation, and and I know t- talking to a Mahara man in the off season, they were quite positive about this year. He was very positive actually about this year, and he was, the point he made to me was that. They'd have everyone back this year. They weren't starting from scratch. Mm. They lost. They lost a good few older players last year, uh, an awful lot. I think maybe seven or eight um, fellas retired that had been there for a good few years. Like, and they were bringing through these young fellas. But I, I, I don't know. I, uh, you'd have to ask the question like how how much effort they're putting into it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe like that's sure, it. Like like you I'd can surely be more competitive than that. I, I just wonder. And again, sometimes you can be. I can be, um, you know, analysing an entire situation on, on looking at one result and it mightn't be accurate. Maybe they're missing a lot of players for this one game. You know, maybe something, there, there may be external factors that we're not aware of, but just the, the result itself does look very bad. Well, the, they the, haven't the, won a game yet. Their score difference at the minute is is minus 121. After, After five, five games. games, so they're so six thirty. They're, they're averaging almost a twenty-five point defeat a game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that forty-eight points skewed it, but they've scored forty-four, um, which is an average of of eight, eight just over eight. Yeah. But so they actually were scored more than their average against Kilishander, but they've conceded one hundred and sixty-five. Like it would, be, it would be a great challenge for a, a coach to go in there if you could get get them to really buy in. And it, people talk about blanket defenses. If, if I was coaching Mara, I'd warrants. be going. I'd be going with the black death, yeah. the blackest death of all, yeah. and and get them competitive and then take it from there. But um, look, it's it's a, it's a disappointing one. It on, is. on the other side of it, the team that's probably unfairly, um, sometimes grouped with Mara is Corla. We talked about them last week. They had they had a positive result against Mernugin and a very good performance. They came up and beat Munchaconnacht in Munchaconnacht. Yeah, that's a fantastic result. That brings Corla up to tenth in the table. 
yeah. uh, with two wins. Uh, obviously, they've beaten Maher as well. Um, that's a fantastic result for Corda. And Corda, Corda, uh, we we've talked about them before. They're they are bringing through good young players as well with Darren Creef. Yeah, and they are really numbers are very tight, but they are really they are really trying their best, and that's that'll give the thing a huge boost. Yeah, definitely should, definitely should, and, and and congratulations to them because to to make it like that's a journey. That's a good hour, hour and ten minutes maybe from Corla to to Munch Connacht on a Friday evening and picking up that result. I I I was very impressed with that. So congratulations to Corla on it. Um, Shannon Gales beat Templeport one goal and twelve to one goal and nine. Um, stop me if you've heard anything on these ones. Um, Drummalee beat Mount Nugent 2-9 to 12 points I heard a bit about this one Drummalee had two players <coughs> sent off on a yellow and a black and two yellows um, and played the last 10 minutes with 13 players um, and, and held out uh, for the victory Kean Bourne and Eamon Quinn were the outstanding players for for Drummalee um, Kieran Caffrey Liam Hennessy and Adam Rehill done the scoring for Mount Nugent so um I suppose good good result for Drummalee, but they needed that victory to keep promotion hopes alive. Drumgoon taking on Drung, two seventeen to Drumgoon, two eight to Drung. Um, I believe talking about over forties, Jim McNally um, scored one two for Drumgoon at the weekend. Uh, a really good performance. Mike, big Michael McDonald had a good display in the middle of the field, and wing back Shane Smith, I think, was was. Uh, was one of their better players, so that's a good win for Drumgoon. Considering very, very good win for Drumgoon. I keep keep fanning like eight points. That's right. That's you know, right. He's he's been racking up some scores. Um, on on the on the drunk team, Stephen Fay got a goal. Tieran O'Reilly got one one. Declan McEntee two points. Gary Waters two points. Um, there's actually a decent spread of scores, but um, Drumgoon much the better side. Yeah, killing. Uh, sorry, Kildallan were beaten by Ballon McHugh, um nine points to one goal and 13. Probably the expected result there, Ballon McHugh, you'd expect will be up around the top of the table. And then Red Hills were taking on Kilshamrock. Sorry, I should have said Liam Buchanan came on in that game and got a point for, for Ballon McHugh. So I think he's been, is that his first game back? He, he played you know. a bit of one of the other games. I'm not sure which one, but he, I think he did play a bit, I heard. Mark Kiernan got seven points. Dylan Kiernan got a point. Um Usual suspects. Usual men. Ryan O'Neill got six points, three frees for Kildallan as well. I think right. Dahi Neary and Nissan Neary were both sent off, so that might have skewed that a little bit towards the end. Right, right. And then Red Hills in the final game um, took on Kill Shamrocks and beat them. It finished three goals and 11 to one goal and 15. I didn't hear much about this one. Um, but that leaves the table... Kilishandra and Ballamacue both on top with five wins from five games. Drumgoon closely following with four wins from five games and one loss. Then you have down at the bottom end of the table Maharat with no points. Um, Templeport and Kilshamrocks with two. Kildallan with three. So it's um, still probably in the hunt for promotion in that division. You could go as far as I'd say sixth there where Shannon Gales, Drummalee, Drung, probably all still in the hunt, but um, it's Kilishandra and Ballon McHugh in the driving seat at the minute. Moving on to the over 40s, and uh, they take on Tyrone this weekend in the Masters, um, the first round of the, I think it's the Ulster Championship, or is it in All-Ireland? I'm not 100% sure, but 
Um, ahead of the game, Mickey Brennan caught up with Jimmy Galligan, Pat Shalvey, Kevin Madden and Gabriel Patterson. And before you hear the interview, I want to give a bit of context. So Mickey is playing with the over 40s, as you know, uh, Paul. He should be playing a few years ago, if the truth has <laughs> been told. But um, Is he getting his place, yeah? Yeah, he is. Well, he got his place at the weekend. Must be sure. They were playing a challenge match against Leash and Mullingar. And um, Jimmy Galligan was refereeing. And and if there's one thing you know about Jimmy Galligan, his frees don't come easy. No, he doesn't bring a whistle sometimes. No, exactly, exactly. Well, he brought the whistle, but he definitely wasn't giving Mickey a free. And he, he, he he's he's quite adamant now that Mickey was, was thinking he was playing soccer. There was quite a bit of diving going on, <laughs> but we'll let you hear the interview. We're here in Mullingar Shamrock's GA Club and I'm joined by uh, the Cavan Masters chairman, Mr Jimmy Galligan, and the management team for uh, the Cavan Masters this year. I'm going to go to Jimmy Galligan first. Jimmy, um, the Masters is back up and running. It's starting this weekend and uh, Cavan have a tough assignment in their first game. Absolutely, Mickey. It's great that you see you over here in Mullingar. Uh, we just played Leash in a challenge game. A good, uh, feisty, hardy, good bit of a game. There was an odd lot of engine looking for a penalty, but they don't come that easy when you have a good referee but uh, it's good that Pat Shalvey took on as the manager Gabriel Patterson Kevin Madden here rowing in with us yeah you're saying about next week next week we play Tyrone the game is actually going to be played in Balignac uh, it's just it's the first round of the league and uh, look there is a good buzz there's a lot of new lads after coming into the camp and uh, it's uh, look it's great to see lads able to play football and have a bit of crack and it's all about having a bit of fun at the end of the day even though there'll be another lad whinging about the penalties <laughs> Uh, the championship uh, uh, is run on a league basis and uh, last year Cavan got to the Shield semi-final. Do you want to just take us, out through that, uh, tr- take us through how that runs? Um, we kind of left it behind us last year and it's hard to keep saying that about the Cavan team but again Mayo nipped us at the post. We were much better than them on the night but we didn't put the scores on the board and that's where it counts. A uh, lot of disappointment and you can see that lads are eager to come back into the thing the year. They want to try and prove something that, you know, we're as good as any county at 40. To look at these lads are well able. A lot of lads still playing football, you know what I mean? And it's great to see them still out there. Uh, look, we're going to give, take on Tyrone. We'll give it a shot. The week after, we're actually heading over to play London. Um, again, another good outing. Uh, it's a good bit of fun. Look, You have to, at this stage, be enjoying the crack and all the lads are, I think so. I'm uh, going to go to Pat Shalvey. Pat, apart from having to work with Jimmy Galligan, I'd say the rest of it is a joy. Yes, it is. Well, I have a good, a good team with me as well. Kevin Madden here and Gabriel, very easy to walk along with. And they play there. they've been there they've been, uh, with their clubs, with the county as well, and with the over-40s, with the Cavan team as well. So it's a, it's a matter of working together as a team. And there's lots of lads now coming on board, mad to play football and that. And it's just trying to gel it all together at the end of the day. And I suppose looking at it there today, you know, uh, the, the spread of players, you know, a lot of players that would have taken lumps out of each other down through the years, you know, all joining forces to play for this Cavan Masters team. And it's great to see such an interest. And, and I believe there's over 30 on the WhatsApp group for this team. There is, yeah. There's actually, I think, there's about, about 40, 40 odd players that are. I've named put, put their interest forward and looking to play in that. And at the end of the day, it's great to see it. Now, it's not every day you're going to have the 40 lads turning up, but lads have other commitments as well. But today, when Cavan goes out to play a match to compete, they have a panel of players and they can chop and change and use them. Lads are the mad keen to get putting on the Cavan jersey. They might not have got playing with Cavan maybe at any underage or any, or any senior level before, but they're delighted to play. They're still playing football with their clubs and that, and they still want to play with Cavan and they still want to keep playing football, so why not? 
And I suppose having a panel of 40, that's going to make it hard for you picking your team next uh, Saturday in Balignà at 2 o'clock, as um, Jimmy Gallagher already referred to. Um, you know, having a panel of 40, it's going to give you a bit of a manager's headache picking that team. Well, it is, yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, you want a bit of bite. You want a bit lads fighting for places and that, and nobody's guaranteed places at the end of the day. And lads get injured, this, that, and the other, so you need a panel of players no matter where you go, who are you playing. So the first outing is next weekend, so please, God, we'll have a good full panel. Lads, lads shout, get their, bit, get their place on the Cavan team. Kevin Madden, I suppose, looking at it just like any other team, uh, you know, it doesn't run on thin air. You have to raise funds uh, to run a team, and, and you ran your first fundraiser last week. Yeah, well, as you said, Mickey, uh, we have to fund our own operations as we have done in the past. So last weekend was a, an opportunity to acknowledge um, what we have classed as, as the friends of Cavan Masters. It was those people that came on board that have put their hands in their pockets to support us. And uh, last Friday night, we had a fundraiser night in, in Brian Boylan's in the Tank and Den. And on the same night, we had the launch of uh, and the presentation of our new uh, gear for the year. So, you know, the Friends of Cavan Masters are, are a group of business people within the county that have uh, helped out financially. So, at this day, I'd like to make a, to mention them would be Kean Murtha of uh, Life Pharmacies, uh, Raymond Brady Horticulture, Paramount Doors of Keenscourt, Art McShane Spa uh, and Golf in Cornafane. Brian Boylan, The Tank and Den, McGowan's Bar in Virginia, Breffley Insulation, Linsky Limited, Kinelec Car Sales. Uh, as I said, there are a number of people that has come aboard to help us out with finance for the year, so I'd just like to say a big thanks to them. Yeah, and it was a great fundraiser as held last week. I'm going to go to Gabriel Patterson last. Gabriel, I suppose uh, the, the last thing is that this game, again, we'll refer to it again, two o'clock next week in Balignà, and wouldn't it be great if uh, the people of Cavan, that, uh, I suppose living in the surrounding area to Balignà, could get out and give this Cavan Masters team a bit of support oh, on Saturday? All support is welcome, and a guaranteed good football to own. Our opponents beat the Nile last year by Dublin and very good, you're in for a very good day of football. Good entertaining football. Played good. Yeah, Mickey be known for diving in fairness, but uh, I, I, I'm going to side definitely with Jimmy Galligan on that. I'd say it was no penalty having not been there. <laughs> none of them. None of them. <laughs> um, but the over 40s, it's, it's a, look, it's a great, great competition and great four lads to get out. I just wonder, we mentioned Jim McNally, we mentioned... Barry McGahan, Kieran Fox, uh, Alan Corn, and who was the other one from uh, Damien Sherlock, all from Coot Hill. I wonder Trevor if they Crow. all playing. Trevor Crowe. You know, I wonder are all of these boys playing? All of the, the lads that are over 40. Is Paul Ligon over 40? <laughs> Paul's 40 in September. <laughs> I don't think he's playing. He's his hands full. But you, you imagine the boys that you could be playing. You know, I don't know if, the, if they all are. But, J- but Jason has been coming off from a Torba too. That's right, that's right. And he, he played over 40s a couple of years ago yeah, yeah. in the All-Ireland final, I think he came on, um, yeah. the replay. So, but uh, The over 40s is brilliant. It's a brilliant social thing and it's quite competitive as well. I think it's fantastic. It's a, I thought it was very bad by the GA when they, when they scrapped it, but they're bringing it back now. Not the GA. The GA aren't bringing it back. It's it's the Masters Committee, GA or... No, the GA are, are looking to, are bringing it back into the fold. Oh, are they? As far as I know, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I, I thought that was a, a horrible decision. It was basically saying, we're discarding you once you reach a certain age. And and, and they, they blamed 
they said it was a science, a science thing, medical well-being and all that, and which never held up because no. you could be you could be forty forty-five years of age and playing club football and, and like Barry McGahan is 40 and he's playing club football and he's marking a lad it's at a 25 40 I think yeah yeah, yeah. Mark, and, but yet you can't go out against lads your own age yeah like, makes uh, absolutely but, no but sense. they reckon that the re- what the Masters people always believed was that it was a it was a financial decision that the, it was through insurance yeah yeah but essentially there's no limit on the age that you can play for your club so therefore it should fall in under the insurance, under the same insurance yeah. once you're registered to play with your club, you know. So yeah. um like Christy Shields played for Mullerhorn Juniors the other day. I presume he's still involved with, with the Masters. But this Sunday or sorry, this Saturday, two o'clock in Balignac, um it'd be great to see good numbers out to support the Masters. And uh, the trip to London sounds like it'd be a great idea. So if Jimmy Galligan and Co. want a, a commentator to go over, I, I I'll make myself available for that <laughs> session. I mean game. <laughs> Um, that's all we've time for on this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast later on in the week we'll be bringing you the Die Hearts podcast once again we're looking for your nominations for team of the week so get on to us on Instagram and on Twitter we'll also be uh, reviewing Cavan against Fermanagh in the Ulster Minor Championship last weekend I caught up with uh, Cavan manager Gary Farrell after Farley sorry after the game um, and we'll be looking back over the minor A league final between Drumloman and Loch Uchter. Um so that's all in the Die Hards podcast later on in the week yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Carvinizer yeah was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time and then McCabe and it's over the lap and have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!